Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We have a fabulous show tonight that I'm very excited to present to you. Miss Ronnie Blakely is an American actress, singer-songwriter, composer, producer, and director, perhaps best known for her work as an actress. Her best-known role was the fictional country superstar Barbara Jean in Robert Altman's 1975 film, Nashville, for uh, which she won a National Board of Review Award for Best Supporting Actress and was also nominated for an Academy Award. She's also performed in roles in Walter Hill's The Driver and Res. Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. She's also a fabulous singer and has performed with Linda Ronstadt, Hoyt Axton, and Bob Dylan on his Rolling Thunder Review and others. She's got a great new record out. We're going to listen to several tracks off her record, Adam Bomb Baby. But we are so excited to welcome tonight from her home in California, Miss Ronnie Blakely. Ronnie, how are you tonight? Thank you, Paul. I'm great. It's Beautiful here today, absolutely beautiful, and I'm just lying on my bed looking outside at the beautiful blue sky. Oh. How's it going there? Well, it's we've kind of, kind of gotten away with uh, a little bit here because it really hasn't been deadly cold. There's bare, barely no snow on the ground, uh, and uh, for all oh. of us, the days are getting longer in just, what, five or six days, or uh, one or two days. So... Uh, We've, we've dodged. We, I heard you. We've dodged a bullet. Well, I heard you might be getting two feet of snow. Well, it's about time. We can handle it. It uh, <laughs> starts to go away in the middle of March, but you need snow. We are in Minnesota. Yes, it's understandable. Have, you expect it. Have you ever spent any time in the, in our fine state, Ronnie? Well, no, not much. Uh, uh. Gee, I'm caught up here for words because um, I'm just trying to think. I had to have been there sometime, but I don't know when. Unless I came, unless when I took a train from Caldwell, Idaho to Washington, D.C. in 1962 and came cross country and changed trains in Chicago. Do you think I came through then? Um. That's hard to say. If you were going to the East Coast, you probably just went through Chicago on your way to wherever you were going. But you do have an open invitation anytime you want to come to Minneapolis. Or then uh, Minneapolis, the Guthrie, the Guthrie Theater. Yes. Yes, I mean, yes, I have been there, yes. Well, and you have an open invitation for <laughs> your return. Took me a while, didn't that, it? That's okay. <laughs> we're in no hurry. We're just excited to have you Uh on the show tonight, and before we get into your time on the Rolling Thunder Review, of course, we saw that great Martin Scorsese documentary on that tour, and um, I'm very excited to talk to you about that. But let's talk about your new record, Adam Bomb Baby. Okay. When did you start writing it? Well, I started it uh, years ago, writing it years ago, Paul. Uh, one of the songs that you mentioned that you like, the wind and be into the wind and beyond, was written, you know, many years ago, like you know, maybe ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I brought it forward for this album. Uh, some of the other songs they've been written over the past, I would say, ten years. 
And you had... Uh, and uh, the most recent one is the last one, which is uh, George Floyd, Obama. That yes. was written just uh, recently, yes. Uh-huh. Very soulful tune about a very tragic uh, incident that happened here in Minneapolis. But, Ronnie, you yeah. started... You actually started your recording career in the early 1970s. Yes, my first uh, big job, if you know what I mean, and I know you do, yes. was for uh, 20th Century Fox. I came came through the little clubs, and I had been on uh, Carnegie Hall stage with Gershon Kingsley and Robert Moog when uh, synthesizers, when Robert Moog first invented the synthesizer, the Moog. Wow. And I so I did electronic music for a little bit in New York, but... Uh, then I joined a group, came to California, where we recorded a title song for for uh, the April Fool film by Columbia. And at that time, I started to play little clubs on my own in the valley. And then I got to play the Ash Grove. And then I got so-called discovered because some friends of mine were making films at 20th Century Fox. So they put me in, put my songs into... Uh, a movie called Welcome Home Soldier Boys. Hmm. And uh, that was, so I guess you could say I started writing probably around 1968 or so. Wow. Now, let me ask you a little left turn. Did you ever play the Palomino? Many times. Because there, I guess... Many, many times. It was like my my home club, really. I mean, I played the Troubadour, the Ashgrove, the Mint, but I played most times and McCabe's you know the LA club sure. but most uh, many many times at the Palomino well there's a great <laughs> new documentary that I just saw a trailer for that's coming out uh, for those of you that uh, out there in the Wallapar Radio Orlando that don't know the Palomino was kind of the spot for traveling country western musicians and uh, and roots musicians, uh, but geez, everybody played there, correct? Waylon Jennings and and uh, lots of people played there. Graham yeah. Parsons. Yes, it was an important club. It really was, and yet it was homey. You know, for 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 such an important club, it was homey and comfy. Um, Tommy Thomas ran the club, owned the club, and uh, oh, there were just many, many memories there. I played there. I did bills with uh, Phil Everly. Uh, I did, of course, my solo shows and where uh, Tom Petty and Keith Richards came, and, wow. and I played there with Hoyt, and once Jerry Jeff and I went over from the Santa Monica Civic to did Hoyt's show and got up on stage with Hoyt. Fantastic. You know, there are just many, many, many old times. And I shot two or three movies there. I shot uh, Michael Landon's Highway to Heaven when I guessed it on that. We shot there. And uh, uh, Baltimore Bullet, my song, Bite the Bullet, we, we shot that at the Palomino. So, and I did a solo show at the Palomino, which we shot for a movie I made called I Played It For You, a feature that I made with my former husband, Vin Vendors. And so I've shot a lot of footage at the Palomino, and I've played a lot of shows. <laughs> wow, what an incredible history you had. It's interesting how your film career and music career kind of gelled, uh, came together at 
somewhat at the same time, right? Yeah, well said, Paul. Yes, I did, uh, because I was basically hired for the part in the, that I played in the movie Nashville because of my songwriting. Hmm. I was originally hired on that film as a, as a, as a writer. I can't really say hired because they didn't pay me, but, <laughs> but I was working <laughs> right. for them, you know, and, uh. Well, it worked out okay, though, in the long run, role. right? I said that worked Pardon? out, I said that worked out okay for you in the long run. Yes, but, you know, but I had to play hard to get because I had to earn a living, you know, so sure. I went out on the road with Hoyt. Hmm. And uh, while I was on the road with Hoyt, that's when they let me know that they were interested in me for the for the main role there. Well, and Hoyt Axton, who was uh, <laughs> a folk singer, you know, with country tinge and also did a lot of performing on television and in movies, his mother, May Axton, was a great songwriter and actually wrote Heartbreak Hotel, which, of course, Elvis Presley popularized. Yes, she did, and she was quite a character. We uh, one of our tours. We went to Broken Bow. We went to Hoyt's home home city in Oklahoma, and we did meet May. She came on tour with us a little bit on oh, the you know, performances, and she was a crackerjack, you know. <laughs> yeah, she was hot stuff. May Axton. We are going to. Uh, there's not enough time to talk about your time with Dylan or your time doing Nashville or your time playing the club. So we're just going to give a little taste to everything uh, Ronnie Blakely tonight on the Wallapar Radio Hour. But we're going to play uh, a song that uh, you sang back upon with Hoyt Axton called Bony Fingers that some of our listeners might have heard of before. Who was the other singer on that? When they are mobbed. Who wrote the song with Hoyt? Fantastic. We're going to listen to that and then be back with Miss Ronnie Blakely all night tonight on the Walnut Power Radio Hour. Rain coming down from the roof won't hold her. Well, I lost my job and I feel a little older. Car won't run and I look grown colder. Maybe things will get a little better in the morning. Maybe things will get a little better. The clothes need washing and the fire won't start. Kids all crying and you're breaking my heart. Holding places falling apart, but maybe things will get a little better. Maybe things will get a little better. Work your fingers to the bone. What do you get? Bony fingers. Bony fingers. I've been broke as long as I remember. Well, I get a little money. I gotta run a spender. When I try to save it, pretty woman come and take it. Say, maybe things will get a little better in the morning. Maybe things will get a little better. Work your fingers to the bone. What do you get? Bony fingers. Bony fingers. Sun's too hot. Hold on, world is going to die. 
Hey everyone, you know what's just around the corner? The holidays. And you know what that means. You have to find the perfect gift for curious kids, hard to buy for teens, and baby boomers that already have everything they could possibly need. Would you believe there's one gift that will delight all three? Yep, music lessons at School of Rock. Lessons in guitar, bass, drums, keys, or vocals make a fantastic holiday gift. Lessons are available in person or online, so you can even give the gift of music to the out-of-towners on your shopping list. For AM 950 listeners, we're giving a fifth lesson free for every four lessons you buy. Just mention you heard us on AM 950. And if you would like to learn an instrument, give us a call. Your first lesson's on us. Yes, I mean totally free. No strings attached. Check us out at edenprairie.schoolofrock.com or click on the link on am950radio.com. Welcome back to the second set of the Wall of Power Radio. We just heard Redux Little Joe by my guest, Ronnie Blakely. Ronnie, that's a really intriguing, fun song. Tell us about it. Well, uh, it's an old cowboy song from the 1800s, and I just took it and, and reworked it. I added a chorus and rearranged it. It was a favorite song of my dad's when he was a little boy oh, in sweet. Idaho. Yeah, and they would take, they had a Sears catalogs, and on the back of the catalog would be a, a record engraved into the magazine, into hmm. the cover. And they would play it. And Dad would play it till it shredded. Yeah, and, uh, that was his, his favorite. So I uh, looked it up and learned it, and, and then, you know, added the chorus and, and did the rearrangement and, and uh, added uh, Tony Gilkison on guitar, uh, formerly of X and Low Justice, and Rusty Anderson on lead, who, who plays for Sir Paul McCartney. Wow. And I discovered him when he was 19 at the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. He still looks like and he's 19. Huh? Know, he, st- he still looks like he's 19 years old. He does still look young, doesn't he? Yes. What a great player. Oh, he's great. Was... I said, Rusty, you never make a mistake. And he said, that's what Paul says. <laughs> Have you ever had I've a I've never heard him make a mistake. I've been working with him since he's 19. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to play... Um, well, so much to cover here tonight, Ronnie, but we're going to play uh, songs around the fire in the last set uh, that uh, that kind of your tribute to your mother and father. Uh, but as we're going along here, uh, tell us some more about who played on your new record, Adam Bomb Baby, because you had some great musicians on here. Well, Dave Alvin is on my cover of the Bob Dylan song Hurricane. Uh and Dave, of course, is famous as a solo artist, and he also achieved fame as part of the Blasters. He and his brother Phil. The Blasters were and great. He was, uh-huh, and he's, you know, been around the L.A. scene uh, as a rocker, as a blues man, uh, just as a soulful artist, even part of the punk scene. Uh, you know, he's just an all-around wonderful guy, great artist with a poetic soul and a brilliant uh, performance, I thought he would add to to my version, my cover of Hurricane. And uh, I, I believe he played brilliantly on it. I had him um, uh, double the acoustic guitar uh, 
the rhythm guitar to give it a nice velvety uh, bass, and then he, you know, went wild on the on the lead, and also on that track is uh, Chad Watson, venerable bass man and producer of many acts. Uh, he holds down the valley uh, theme for the bass. And he's just so solid and wonderful, sweet guy, brilliant musician. And uh, Don Heffington, who uh, is a drummer, he played with Lucinda, he played with Hoyt. He and I were on the road with Hoyt in the early 70s. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so they're backing me on Hurricane. And then on the other songs, I mentioned Tony and Rusty. Paula Cameron, who played with everybody for 30 years, and may he rest in peace, is no longer with us, dear Colin. And, uh, you know, I played the hand drums on the last uh, song, on the penultimate song, and I play piano. <laughs> you know what? Uh, now's a good time to, we're going to listen to a little bit of your version of Hurricane, but in about a minute, uh, tell us why you decided to record this particular song of Bob Dylan's? Uh, well, it's a song that I did perform with Bob, you know, for all the shows of the Rolling Thunder Review and for his number one record, Desire. Uh, he flew me into New York from, from Alabama. I'd only met him the day before, <laughs> and I went to Muscle Shoals to meet with my band because we were going on tour to support my second album, Welcome, on Warner Brothers. And uh, Bob wanted me to go on the road with him, and, and uh, I said I couldn't. I was booked, and I went out and I got my flight. But when I got to Muscle Shoals and told the guy, after renting a car and a hotel and everything, they said, well, you've got to go with Bob. So I did go back to the motel hotel and called New York, got a hold of Bob, and told him that the band said I should go ahead and come. And he said, well, wait right there and somebody will call you. So Louis Kemp called me and said, uh, go back to Huntsville. We'll have a ticket there for you. Get on the plane and we'll pick you up in New York and bring you to the studio. Bob wants you to record with him tonight. So I did that. I was picked up and taken straight to the studio. I went in and got on the mic with Bob, you know, like nose to nose. <laughs> and uh, we recorded the song and I, you know, as we finished it's a long song, so as we finished each verse, I, the paper I would, you know, let the paper fall to the floor and, and so that's what we did, so it's a song that's very important to me for personal reasons as well as for political reasons because well, well, let's listen it's to about it. the boxer let's listen to it right now and then we'll, we'll play the version with Bob in the next set this is uh, my guest, Ronnie Blakely, and her version of Hurricane. So shots ring out in the ballroom now. Peter Patty Valentine from the upper hall. She sees the bartender in a pool of blood. Cries out, my God, they killed them all. Here comes the story of the hurricane. The manly authorities came to play. For something that he never But one time it could have been the champion of the world. 
Ronnie Blakely singing harmony with Bob Dylan on the song Hurricane off the record desire about the plight of boxer Hurricane Carter. Ronnie, tell us all about it. Wherever you want to start, we're ready to go with you. Oh, thank you, Paul. Well, Reuben Hurricane Carter was incarcerated for a crime that he did not commit. Uh, He was framed and said so, and his situation became a cause celeb that Bob Dylan undertook to do a concert for him to raise money. And so we did a Madison Square Garden show uh, where all the money went to Hurricane and got him a new trial. Muhammad Ali appeared and wow. at the show, and I had done a show with him before. I had done the Howard Cosell Saturday Night Live show with Muhammad. Really? And so, yeah, so it was fun to see him because we hung out uh, at the Cosell show. We got along. We just hit it off. I had seen him fight in San Diego, and I saw him get his jaw broken. Wow. And I was drawing him from the ringside. So when I was rehearsing my song, Please, for the show, he was wearing a tuxedo. I was wearing a long dress. He came out and said, that's a pretty dress. I said, well, that's a pretty shirt. And then we started chatting, and I said, you know, I... I saw you in San Diego, and I don't think you got your jaw broken in the first round. And he said, well, when do you think? And I said, I think the second round. And he said, well, you're right. Hmm. And so then he, then he wrote in my journal, and then we hung out, and he told me how he became interested in Johnny Cash, which is why he did the show, because Johnny Cash was on the show, too. Really? He was piped in from Nashville. Yeah. And Evil Knievel was on the show, too. Wow. And he had scotch in his cane. 
<laughs> he had what? Scotch in his cane. <laughs> he went to Jamie Yeah. So he invited me and, and Ali into his dressing room. And we went in and, uh, and had some scotch. from. He poured us some scotch from, from his cane. He unscrewed his cane that and inside it was scotch. That is phenomenal. <laughs> and those are the kind of stories you will only hear on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Boy, you've got to write a song about that. Evil Knievel's oh, cane. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. I'll write it with you. I'll write it with you. Okay, that would be a good one. Thank you. (laughs) So it must have been, who uh, turned Bob Dylan on Ronnie Blakely? Who said, you've got to get this woman uh, to sing with you and to perform with you? Oh, aren't you the best uh, to ask that? The person who introduced us was Bobby Newark at David Blue's show Hmm. at the other end in New York City. I'd gone down to hear David. It was one of those times, kind of a magical moment, and I was invited out to dinner with Woody Allen, and <laughs> I remember saying that, no, I couldn't go because I was going down to hear David Blue. So I was by myself, and I was sitting in the back of the club, because I played that club, too. Mm-hmm, sure. Well, that was my New York club, basically. And, uh, after, and I was kind of harmonizing from the back of the room. We used to do that kind of stuff. Sure. And... Uh, David, uh, David was great. And afterwards, Bobby, uh, said, Ronnie, there's somebody I want you to meet. It was Bob. So then we got, uh, then Bob got up on stage. The shows were, the shows were over and it was the end of the night. And Paul Colby, the owner, you know, shut down the club to the public. And just us musicians were there. Bob got up and started playing piano. And I got up and started playing piano with him. Why not? <laughs> and, you know, and then we started singing together and playing piano together, and it just was going really well. And then, then he asked me to go on the tour. And that's been when I said I couldn't go because I was flying out to Huntsville. You know, I already told you that. Right. And uh, so then after we all were playing and hanging out, and all the musicians were there. It was great. We went back to a hotel and, you know, had a hospitality suite and party, and then I left and went back to the Sherry Netherlands, where because I was publicizing the movie Nashville, I think I had a, I had the top floor of the Sherry Netherlands Hotel, you know, as if I were king or something. Well, you were queen <laughs> at that time, I'm telling you. Got, you covered some ground, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh. Yep, we, we were living fast, I guess. Oh. Well, David David Blue is a character. I I know a little bit of his music. He's one of those legendary Greenwich Village songwriters. I know he he had a heart attack when he was young, when he was jogging. I think at Washington Square Park. I remember there was a at the corner of Third Street and uh, McDougal. There was Ray's Pizza, and I remember when I started to play uh, at Folk City in the Speakeasy. I went in there, and I'll always remember they had a pinball machine with a signed picture of David Blue, one of his uh, promo shots. Oh, I'll, I'll oh I didn't that. know that. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. So, That's beautiful. So tell us about uh, the Desire Sessions. I, like this song, Hurricane, right? It's what, eight minutes or something? Dylan had just yes. written and calls you in and no rehearsal. Tell us how it went. You don't know rehearsal. 
Yeah. Started singing and recording, and the whole band was there and was all done live. And uh, I, I imagine I got there around midnight, you know, or eleven or something. I, I can't really remember exactly, but, but it was late. It was nighttime, and and they were already there, all assembled. So they'd already been been playing it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, just stepped right into it, and we went to town. And an eight-minute song, you know, takes a long time to just record it. Yeah, right. Just to get through the song takes a certain amount of time. The eight minutes have been. Uh, you know, you have to listen down, and and uh, but it didn't seem to take us terribly long. You know, a couple of few hours. You know, I think we were out of there by four or something like that. Well, my it it couldn't have been easy following Bob Dylan's phrasing, especially when there's that many words in a song like that. You must have been just flying by the seat of your pants. I was. It was a challenge, and I still hadn't even been to sleep. Wow. <laughs> I haven't even had a night of sleep yet. Where was it? But the... it was so fabulous, you know, just imagine. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it I was very imagine. thrilling. It was just the best, really. When you finally got to sleep and then woke up, did you ask yourself if the whole thing was a dream? I don't even remember that part. <laughs> I don't remember what happened next. <laughs> wow. I know, that I, I know that I went into rehearsal. I know that from the airport I had called Jerry Wexler, my producer, and he had told me to stay in New York. But I had promised the boys in Muscle Shoals that I would be there, and I just wasn't going to stand them up. Wow. But... And when I arrived, they said, no, we want you to go back. So, you know, I told you that story already. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I bought clothes. I don't think I had many clothes with me. I think I had one suitcase. I mean, you know, a small one. I remember buying some clothes. I remember rehearsals at SIR. That's where I met Patty Smith. Oh, cool. She was, although she says Bobby Newers introduced us, but anyway, she was sitting on Alan Ginsberg's lap. <laughs> Like a child, you know. Sure. And, uh, I mean, you know, I just, they're little, I have little snapshots of memories. Right. But, for example, I don't remember where I slept that night, or, or that morning, I guess we should say, by the time we got out of the studio, which was Columbia. Wow. And it wasn't a large studio. It wasn't very big. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh, Bobby Newworth was quite a character, wasn't he? Or is quite a character. Oh, he is. He's a super guy. You know, he's a great artist and a great storyteller. You know, he's a, a real raconteur and just, he's a beautiful guy. Are you still in touch? We are. Yeah. Well, you know, you... I feel close to him. I wish I saw him more, but but I feel close to him, yes. Well, you tell him there's a radio show in Minneapolis that would love to have him as a guest. Okay, you know, he, he he wants to be, you know, he he is an independent individual. Right. He doesn't, he's not just related to Bob Dylan. No, know? no, I know that. I have uh, I have one of his records, uh, and I know he's uh-huh. a great... Oh, great. And uh-huh. like you, he's a very good painter. He's a fabulous yeah. artist, yes. Yeah. He has shows and, and does just as much of that, if not more. 
now, you know, we're all getting older. Sure. Uh, and he has a wonderful, well, I, I was about to tell you personal stuff, then I remembered we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ronnie, but let's... Don't let me forget, Paul. No, hey, before we forget, uh, tell us how people can order uh, your new record, Adam Bomb Baby. Well, it's on all the sites, streaming, and uh, Amazon, you know, you can just go, if you want to download it for yourself, you can download it from Amazon. It's being distributed worldwide by Symphonic. And uh, I think all you have to do is type in, for example, Ronnie Blakely Amazon or Ronnie Blakely on Symphonic or Ronnie Blakely Adam Bob Baby Double Album, which is its full, full and complete title because it, it grew overly long. <laughs> as, as these things I do, I better warn people. <laughs> well, let's listen to. Uh, uh, go, go ahead. Oh, that's all. That's okay. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. So we have uh, Ronnie Blakely on for one more sound on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We're going to uh, listen to a live version of Bob Dylan and Ronnie singing "Just Like a Woman," and then we'll be back and listen to some of Ronnie's music in the fourth set. We'll try it. Nobody feels any pain Tonight as I stand inside the rain Everybody knows Baby's got to close But lately I see a river tide The holidays. And you know what that means. You have to find the perfect gift for curious kids, hard-to-buy-for teens, and baby boomers that already have everything they could possibly need. Would you believe there's one gift that will delight all three? Yep, music lessons at School of Rock. Lessons in guitar, bass, drums, keys, or vocals make a fantastic holiday gift. Lessons are available in person or online, so you can even give the gift of music to the out-of-towners on your shopping list. For AM 950 listeners, we're giving a fifth lesson free for every four lessons you buy. Just mention you heard us on AM 950. And if you would like to learn an instrument, give us a call. Your first lesson's on us. Yes, I mean totally free. No strings attached. Check us out at edenprairie.schoolofrock.com or click on the link on am950radio.com. Welcome back to the last set on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We're having a most delightful conversation with us. Ronnie Blakely has got a new record out. Go out and purchase it called Atom Bomb Baby. 
She's going to tell me a great story now about how Muhammad Ali got into Johnny Cash. Okay, Paul. He, Muhammad Ali, had lost his title when he was Cassius Clay. Mm -hmm. And he was doing some underground fighting. And he was driving himself to Seattle. Wow. When he pulled into a truck stop, and he was sick of his tapes, and he saw that this trucker had a, a tape that said cash on it. And he said, well, that's my name. So he traded <laughs> for that tape. He traded the trucker one of his tapes for that tape, and that's how he became a Johnny Cash fan. Well, that is an incredible story. <laughs> I wonder if they ever met. I don't know. We were on that show, but I don't know if they met. Well, that would... Uh it's another great. Johnny wasn't really there. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to. That'll be a life mystery that we'll have to sick our private detectives on. Now let's get back, Ronnie, to your song that we're going to play at the end of the set called "Songs Around the Fire." It's a beautiful tribute to your mom and dad. Tell us about writing that. Tell us about your mom and dad. Thank you. Mom and dad were salt of the earth, uh, stars in their own world. Uh, they were beautiful to look at and they were church people so they were always looking after other people and dad was a civil engineer he specialized in structural design and ended up you know building stadiums and rodeo arenas and and uh many many things in three states he started out as a very poor boy and went to work at the age of 12 as a hired hand and uh, mother was from Kansas, where she was a kind of a princess of her school, but she was a farm girl. So when she went to high school, she moved into town, as they called it in those days. In sure. Lebanon, Kansas, her, her father was a farmer. Then they came out to Idaho in the, in the late 30s and, and began farming there, so that when I was a child, our, many of our vacations or weekends would be spent at Grandma Grandma's farm. And Mom, as I said, was, was pretty and vivacious and popular. So I had, uh, you know, I had a, a charming childhood, but of course there were problems because nothing is perfect, and there were some problems when I became a teenager, and Mother and I would clash. But, uh, you know, I lost my family, and Mother forced me to take piano lessons. <laughs> Good for her. I'm very grateful to her. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. You yeah. Know. Uh huh. And uh, she had me on the on taking piano at eight. We were in Portland, Oregon then. I was born in Idaho. And uh, when I was sixteen, I made a deal with her that I, if I played a a concerto in concert, I could quit. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, we made a deal, and she we kept she kept it, and I kept it as. I played uh, Beethoven's Third Piano Concerto in C minor. Wow! At the college, and uh, I quit. But you know, I was active, and Mom and I did a lot, and Dad and I did a lot. I hunted with Dad, and I, uh, you know, sang with Mom, and was called Well Idaho by my uh, fourth grade through senior high school. 
Well, you know that piano plan. Worked for my dad sometimes. Pardon me, Paul. That that piano plan served you well. I was doing a little research on you the other night, and I found a great little YouTube clip of you playing four-handed piano with the great Doctor John. How about that? What, an honor, huh? <laughs> what a cat! <laughs> and he you... wanted me to write with him, but we just we never did. And then he said, "Ronnie, why didn't we write like I asked?" And I don't, I didn't know why we didn't, but this didn't happen. You know how it is. Right. Right. What is your uh, website, Ronnie? My website is uh, RonnieBlakely.com. Wow. Now, are you still painting? Occasionally. I'm not painting as much as I was, but uh, I still do draw and paint occasionally. Yes. Thank you. How did you know I paint? I do my research, girlfriend. Well, you are amazing. (laughs) You are truly amazing. I don't know how you can do this. Uh, you know, be a, a radio host and be a, a singer, songwriter, and performer and man about town. Well, I just, <laughs> uh, I love what I do. And uh, these days I have a little more time than normal because there are no playing gigs, as you well know. What are you looking forward to doing most when the pandemic lifts, the uh, vaccines take hold, and we can go out and back be real human beings again? What are you looking to do? What's the first thing you're going to do? Oh, boy. Well, of course, number one is to see family. Mm-hmm. And number two is to see friends. And then number three is to, you know, get back out and do some performing, I hope. Well, you've got to put you those... Well, I also do poetry, Paul. Yes, well, you have that... There's that great uh, long poem. What is it called on your... Re- it's about a 13-minute piece. It's called Adam Bomb Baby, Fear by Request. There you go. Say no more. Yes. Ronnie Blakely, this has been such an incredible conversation. I've got to hear more of these stories. Uh, I can still picture in my mind's eye you, Muhammad Ali, and Evil Knievel probably in his jumpsuit drinking scotch out of that cane that's going to carry me through <laughs> this week and probably the new year. So thanks for that image. Ronnie, good luck with this new record. I'm going to help spread the word here in Minnesota for you. And uh, stay strong, stay positive, and great work. This I just uh, love the new record. Thank you, Paul. It's been wonderful chatting with you, and it's an honor to be on your show. Thank and I you. want to send out a bunch of love, peace, and understanding to all of your audience. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much, Ronnie. Have a have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you in 2021. Okay, same to you. Bye, Paul. Bye-bye. Since Mother died, I go to reunions. I took them for granted. They're dear to me now. Dad's getting older. Still golfs every day Songs round the fire Are special that way Songs round the fire In the high mountains Beside the clear lake Beneath the tall pines Voices rise up To stars through the darkness Rhythm of guitar Mark the passage of time I never knew How 
how much I would miss her. There is no cure. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show was produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Patrick Bolia. We'd like to thank our guest Ronnie Blakely. Check out and buy her new record, Adam Bomb Baby, on all the streaming sites and more. We hope you're enjoying this holiday season. We're all going to get through this. Vaccines around the corner, but keep wearing your mask and washing your hands. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.